Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight a beautiful Sunday night from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan with a lovely view of the sun kind of dappling across the leaves outside my window. And I'm here in New York City in the United States of America on planet Earth and the solar system circling the galactic center at 125 million miles, well, 125 million years to go around that galactic center. So I'm probably not going to be here for the whole time, but I'm definitely looking forward to the next week ahead. Um, Shameless self-promotion, I've got a uh, webinar tomorrow on running backwards at full steam. If you're on my mailing list, you received a copy of the newsletter. It's also posted on my website, and I'm doing a webinar on the summer of retrogrades. As of tomorrow, uh, or as of Tuesday, rather, Mars stations to go retrograde, and that means, well, Mercury's coming down the road, as is Uranus, but every single planet in the heavens is going to be retrograde for most of the summer, which means we're going to be going backwards to go forwards. And if you've ever run backwards, and it's really an interesting experiment to try, I recommend it, you know, do it in a place where you can't run into anybody, but try running backwards. And that's what we're going to do all summer, because the only planets that are going forward is Venus, who, of course, the goddess of love. You know, that's not a bad one to have moving forward. And, uh, of course, the sun and the Mars, the sun and the moon never go retrograde, so they're not going to go retrograde either. But Mercury is going to go retrograde uh, in August, in July and August. Jupiter is retrograde now. Saturn's retrograde. Pluto's retrograde. Mars stations to go retrograde Tuesday. Neptune went retrograde last week. The whole heavens is retrograde. And so when everything going backwards, uh, big, 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 big changes, big, big stuff. So I'm going to kind of work through it. And we're going to also cover the eclipses that are coming in uh, July. And usually I do a separate eclipse uh, seminar. I'm not going to do that this summer. The eclipses are bundled in with the running backwards at full steam because they're really potent and because mars is on the south node in that nasty middle one on the 27th of july so sign up the webinar is uh, tuesday you get a copy of the uh, mp3 you get a copy of the slides you can mark them up and put them in your calendar whatever you want to do and you also get an mp4 where my voice matches the slides which sometimes it doesn't when you're trying to go through it by yourself and we take a lot of questions and it's at 7:30 on monday uh tomorrow night the 25th and of course mars stations to go retrograde at five o'clock at night on the 26th and then he runs backwards uh at full steam and of course mars going backwards means men go backwards so our men get a little wild on Mars retrograde. And it means the projects that we're working on kind of stop and go, I don't really think I want to go forward. I think I want to go backwards. Now, Mars is dancing with the South Node all summer. He had his first meeting up last week, week ago, two weeks ago, when Kate Spade killed herself and Anthony Bourdain killed himself and Donald insulting the, G- the G8 and then he made friends with Rocket Man. So, uh, you know, that's that's the first Mars on the south node. We got two more to go. Plus we got Uranus squaring the nodes of fate in Taurus, a new sign he hasn't been in in 84 years. So it's going to be a rocking and rolling summer. So I definitely encourage you to, to hang on tight and to join us. And if you can't, you know, you get it the next day, and you can listen to it at your leisure and review it as you want. Um, 
uh, available to sign up on my website, and the link I think is on um, the it's on the newsletter too. So, but this week with Mars stationing to go retrograde, we start we com- officially commence it because our planet of moving forward says no 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 done. Now what happens is we watch when he entered his shadow, which was mid May around May twelfth, and he is not clearing his shadow until October tenth. So even though um, he's only retrograde till the end of August, we're really looking at all the things you started mid-May through October 10th, and those are all up for renewal. And Mars, of course, is in Aquarius, which is a sign he's kind of okay in. Um, he, you know, he doesn't dislike Aquarius. You know, it's not one of his faves, but he, he works well with it. But Mars in Aquarius also is the assassin. It's the sniper. And those of you who know and love our Aquarian friends uh, know that, you know, you can be doing perfectly great with an Aquarian and then suddenly something clicks in them and their eyes kind of narrow slightly, not quite as narrow as a Scorpio's eyes get, and they go, done. And then they're done. And you could have done a lot of really rotten stuff to them. And then this is just you stole their olive off their plate. And and that's it. You're done, and you're dead, and you don't come back. <laughs> Aquarians can be a little chilly. So with Mars on the south node, we're going to be getting rid of stuff, like for good, because Mars on the south node says, I'm, I'm done. Not doing this anymore. And he is releasing. South nodes are all about releasing. And then, of course, we have the eclipses on July 12th and July 27th and August 10th. And they're pretty potent. The sun and moon meet up at 20 Cancer, opposite Pluto, and then they meet up at 18 Leo. And then the one on the 27th is just plain old mean because Mars and the moon are on the south node and the sun is over on the north node. And that's a very, and of course, getting the square from Uranus. So it's a big summer. And it is important, you know, one of the things, and if you think about all the people in your lives that are going through major changes, that are saying, you know, I think I'm going to move to Montana, or I think I'm going to quit my job, or I want to quit my job, or I got fired from my job, or, you know, I'm done with this. You know, I teach a class on Tuesday nights at the uh, Open Center, and we're going to be there this week, but we're not going to be there next week on uh, 4th of July because we take the week off. And one of the women who co-facilitates with me is a woman named Gretchen Lord, and she said she had five, she's a therapist too, and she had like, Five patients come in and go, I'm done, we're over, it's done, finished, goodbye, last week, because of that Mars south node. So it's a big releasing energy, and it really wants us to to shift directions. Now, it only goes to nine, and it's going to station, and then it's going to go back into the the high Capricorns uh, in the last week in August, and then it's going to come back into Aquarius, Uh, and then it gets past its shadow October 10th. So we're really working at a period of time here where you're being asked to let things go. And because Mars is on the south node, now, you know, Mars goes retrograde every 18 months or so, so this is not something we haven't experienced before. But when it's on the node of fate... You know, that that's like, you know, nodes, the node of fate was last year, 19 years ago, right? I don't know when the last time Mars was on the south node of fate. I probably could, could have looked it up before the show. But it's not a common occurrence. 
So Mars on the south node, just south node in general, says release, 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 release. But with the planet of action going backwards, kind of scraping the mayonnaise jar, which was an analogy I used a couple weeks ago when we were at the last dregs of Capricorn. But now it's kind of like, you know, yesterday I... I had a little peanut butter and I had some potato, you know, I have some little pretzel thin things and I did a little glop with my spoon. And then today I looked at the jar and I said, I could throw that out. And then I opened it up and I'm like, no, there's still some peanut butter in there. But I'm kind of like, but I don't want to eat that peanut butter. I want to get a new jar of peanut butter. So I kind of put the jar in the pile where I'm keeping it, but I think I'm probably going to throw it out. Whereas before, you know, I really scrape it out with that mayonnaise jar scraper. Right, but now I'm kind of like, nah, you know, it's kind of the peanut butter gets a little hard on the edges, you know, especially if you get that organic stuff. Yeah, it's like throw it away. Now, a lot of times people say, ooh, be careful of the south node, watch out for the south node, don't feed the south node, which I think is a misnomer. You have to feed the south node, it's the stepping stone to the north node, it's the stuff you do naturally, easily, gracefully doesn't cause a lot of problem it's easy for you to do the south node and now with mars in there it's going to be easy for you to do your own natal south node because you're having a natal excitation because the south mars is stimulating the south node in the sky but also wherever nine degrees of nine down to zero of aquarius is in your chart that whole section of your chart wants to get cleaned out And as Mars goes in and fills up the south node, scrapes it out, he activates the nodes of fate, which shoots the energy over to the north node, which is where Leo is. And it says, okay, that's your heart's path. Because if you're getting rid of the stuff that's not your heart's path, that serves the greater community but doesn't serve you, Leo, Aquarius's community, doesn't serve you, Leo north node, you have to say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't want to serve the greater community. I want to serve my own heart's path, whatever that is. Now, right now, Venus is in Leo on the North Node of Fate, so she's not going backwards all summer. She's in, you know, she's up there and hanging out with the sun and the moon, going forwards. But she's also right now on the Node of Fate, so she's whispering in your ear and saying, well, don't you want this instead? Isn't this something you'd maybe like? And the part of you that's like, well, yeah, I, I, I might like that. With Mars scraping out the south node, he's saying, go towards the north node. Go, go towards the north node. Scrape out the stuff you don't need. Find the smelly parts that aren't working anymore. Get rid of them. Now, remember, the uh, 11th house natally is the uh, 6th house of your body, right? So 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, counting, six fingers. So this is also a great time with Mars on the south node in the master chart of the world, a great time to change habits, to change routines, to establish new routines, to get rid of old routines, to say, you know, I'm going to let that go, and I'm going to do it in an Aquarian way where it's just done and it's dead forever and is never coming back. And that's what Mars on the south node can do. Now, some of us, myself included, you know, I got a lot of mutable in my chart. I want it, I don't want it. I want it, I don't want it. I want it, I don't want it. You know, a little back and forth, you know, which, 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 woo, maybe yeah, maybe no. Mars in the south node in Aquarius says, done. 
And, you know, every good Aquarian knows that Aquarian Death Star. And that can be Aquarian Risings, Aquarian Moons, Aquarian Suns. So find your Aquarian buddies, talk to them, and they'll go. Yeah, I just click off, and it's done. And it is. And that's what you can do with this energy. So that's the good news. It really can click off the stuff you're finished with. And as it does that, it clicks it off, and it shoots a shot of energy to the north node and says, go towards that. So don't be afraid with this energy stopping tomorrow. And we feel it the last couple days. We're going to feel it a couple days into the week. You know, Mars is at the same degree for a few days. So we kind of feel it, you know, maybe last Friday, you know, like, okay, I'm letting go, letting go, and then now where do I go, right? And and now how do I move forward in this new chapter to this new thing? And so watch for the invitation that you're going to get from Mars as he says to you, hey, come on, let's go clean this up. Let's go get rid of this. Let's end this. Let's end this because there's something better, Venus on the North Node. Now, a lot of times we get a little nervous when we're thinking of ending something, and we go, wow, you know, if I end this, uh, what will happen to me? You know, so I was talking to a client the other day who got fired from a job for basically somebody ratted her out on a, in a difficult situation. But part of it was, you know, she was feeling really pretty bad, you know, like because she got laid off, got fired. And, um, and I was like, well, you know, what? <laughs> You know, you told you told somebody something who betrayed you, essentially. So you didn't actually do anything wrong. You were betrayed. And so, like, maybe be mad at them. Or maybe, you know, next time don't tell people stuff that can get you in trouble. Because obviously you told the wrong person because they set you up and got rid of you. And she was like, yeah, you know, I, I hear you, I hear you. That's the other thing that goes on with this. Mars on the south node. Mars in Aquarius is an assassin. So if you have enemies, this is a great week for your enemies to come after you, or this whole summer, actually. So your job, when you see someone coming after you and you go, oh, yeah, that one's not my friend, to, to kind of step aside, to kind of back up a little and to go, oh, okay, you know, what's your what's your role, right? And what are you doing? And so I know in my situation, you know, it's uh, I know what I have to do. I have a plan. I don't actually <laughs> haven't actually done it, but I have a plan of what I have to do, and I know that I'm going to be a little uh, a little stealthy, a little sneaky, perhaps. But I know that part of my job is to do that, right? So, so that's the other part is you can have something come up for you where you're given. Uh, an opportunity for something or you want to find out something and you have to kind of step in a little and maybe do actions that you shouldn't tell anybody about ahead of time. Mars on the south node. An assassin doesn't tell you when they're going to shoot you because then you're ready for them, right? Um and so I, w- I was thinking I would say it, but I'm like a lot of listeners, and I don't know who talks to who, so I'm not going to say what my what my plot is, but I will use an analogy from my past. I'll use a story from my past. So back way back when, when my dad married Peggy, um, we got new relatives, and they were golfers, and my dad had a my dad and mom had a place in Florida that had a nice golf course. So um, the 
Peggy's children were going down for vacations. And one of them is, you know, a golfer. So, um, you know, when you when you play golf in Florida, there's what we call water balls. And the golf course that my dad lived on or lives near, he lives near it now, he used to live on it, um, had a lot of water holes. So I bought golf balls. And, you know, you, you know, they have the used ones, but there's something wrong with the print. You get them a little cheaper. So I got a bunch of those. And then I got an exploding golf ball. And I put it in... <laughs> <laughs> with the 12 other golf balls, took out one, put the exploder in there, and gave it, wrapped it up, gave it to the guy, my new stepbrother-in-law for Christmas present. And, you know, my father knew about it, and they go down to golf, and Art's playing golf, and he takes the ball out, and he looks at it, and he goes, you know, it's kind of weird, there's no markings on this ball. So my father's like, ooh, ooh, this is good. And he warns the other two guys, watch, this is going to be fun. So Art puts the ball down, tees up, hits the ball, and boom, it explodes in a cloud of dust. <laughs> kind of ruined his game. And he also was a little surprised, right? You know, and, of course, I'm like the new relative, right? So I gave him an exploding golf ball. I do have a Mars square Mercury. I just want to warn people. So I heard about it. My father called. It was hysterical. Ha, ha, ha. Art was like, I'll get you, right? I'll get you. Someday when you least expect it, I'll get you. Now, Art's Italian, right? You know, you wait until you get the proper moment to take the revenge. So every time I see Art, now it's been 30 years, <laughs> I look at him and I go, exploding golf ball. I'm waiting for you, you know, because I'm going to forestall the exploding golf ball coming back at me, right? That's Mars on the south node too, right? So watch for the forestall. Watch for the place where you go, you know, you're not going to get me. I'm paying attention. I'm watching this. I'm, and I, I realized it wasn't a very nice story I told to myself, but it really was funny. Um, and I was much younger, and it was before a lot of therapy. <laughs> I don't know that I'd do it now. Um, but back then, you know, what can I say? I do have Pluto in the seventh, too. Um, so at any rate, watch for the exploding golf ball. Watch for the Mars on the south node. Watch for the thing that makes you go, wow. And then watch because you want to be careful because I know Art's going to pay me back someday when I least expect it. So I have to tell him, hey, I'm waiting for you to pay me back for that exploding golf ball. Still waiting. Haven't done it yet. Right? So kind of watch for the energy. <laughs> and if you think I'm a horrible person because I told you that story, I'm really sorry. That was like 30 years ago. I'm much nicer now. I've had a couple Saturn returns. I've had a few Pluto transits. I'm much more mature than I was back then. Um, so at any rate, today the moon is void, and hopefully that story doesn't have people writing going, I, I can't believe you're so horrible. Uh, moon's in Scorpio. I'm telling a nice story on myself and my Scorpio uh, stepbrother-in-law. So the moon's void today, and it's void until 1229 uh, tonight, uh, Monday night, and it goes into Sag. So it's in Sag Monday, Tuesday. It goes void bright and early, 8.54 a.m. with a square to Neptune. It's void all day Tuesday, the 26th. Then it goes, uh, it's void Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday day, Tuesday night, and then Wednesday morning it's void, and then it goes, in, and remember, we're going to have long voids now because planets are at the beginning of the signs, right? Moon goes into Capricorn 11.52 a.m. on the 27th. And it's uh, in Capricorn Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. It's there all day Thursday. It's there on Friday morning when it goes void at 4.57 with a conjunction to Pluto. 
So the Monday, Tuesday is a square to Neptune, stuff you're going to see that you're not going to see. The Capricorn moon is very much uh, energy, very energy driven with a union with Pluto. And we also have a nice juicy full moon at 6 cap on uh, Thursday uh, at the middle of the night, 12.53 a.m. Um, and so the full moon in 6 Capricorn kind of says, okay, let's ground the energy. But also we're at a, we're at a nice full moon with that moon joining Pluto at 4. 457. The moon is also void then on the 29th all day because it goes void at 4:57 a.m. Void all day Friday the 29th and afternoon and evening and then on the 30th the moon goes into Aquarius at 12:37 a.m. These are all Eastern times and it's in Aquarius on uh, Saturday and Sunday going void at 6:50 p.m. opposition to Venus. So a little bit of a relationship struggle. That's Canada Day for our Canada friends. And then uh, it is void Sunday night the 1st. And then it goes into uh, Pisces at 1.31 p.m. on the 2nd. And it's in Pisces. So it's void Monday morning. And then next week is uh, 4th of July, right? Remember? So I'll give you the stuff. I will do the show next Sunday. But it's void uh, it's in Pisces on Monday the Monday afternoon the second, Tuesday the third, and it goes void at 5:56 in the morning on Wednesday morning, with a sextile to Pluto, Moon Pisces sextile Pluto, and then it enters void all day Wednesday, the fourth, and then it enters uh, Aries on Thursday morning at 12:50 a.m. with a nice closing aspect of a trine to Venus. So the closing aspects are pretty intense. Neptune moon square, which is kind of intense. And then the Cappy moon is a conjunction to Pluto. Passion, commitment, what are we doing? And then the Aquarius moon is an opposition to Venus. So we're having a little bit of an argument with the, you know, our emotions and what we desire, Venus. And we're also having the moon uh, go across that south node, triggering the emotional loss, especially when it hits Mars uh, which is going to be on at seven o'clock, seven ten on thir- on Saturday the thirtieth. So we're going to be watching this Mars station to go retrograde, and then we're going to be working with it emotionally as it sets up the rest of the summer. Now the aspects for the week, uh, the moons are okay, not fabulous, not horrible, but the sun is going from three Cancer to ten Cancer. And it has an opposition to Saturn on the 27th. So that's a separating energy, perhaps a fight, perhaps an argument, perhaps just not getting along. It happens once a year. But the sun opposite Saturn gives us a story of I don't want to. You can't make me, not going to do it, boom, done. Also, that's a good time for breakups, departures, getting fired, leaving, getting bad news. The 27th, the the sun has an adjusting aspect to the node of fate, inviting it to adjust and saying, hey, maybe you should change. And then it has an adjusting aspect to Mars on the 30th. Uh, It's a a Virgo-shaped aspect. And so our job with that is to kind of go, okay, physically adjusting. It also can be some health stuff and some, um, you know, kind of uh, stuff coming out. So if you have any kind of health issues, be be kind of punctual because Mars is also contraparallel Mars on the second. Or the Sun is also contraparallel Mars on the second. So kind of watch. If there's some health stuff running around, pay attention to it. 
Mercury this week is going to change signs. He's going to go into Leo on the 29th. But in this point in the time, he's in Cancer and he's out of bounds. Uh, and he is talking to Mars and Saturn and arguing with them on the 26th and the 7th. So he's emotionally upset. And he's contraparallel to Mars and Aquarius, which is cold and detached. And he's contraparallel to Saturn, which is, I don't want to commit to that. I don't want to do that. So it's a, it's a little bit of an argumentative week, with especially the beginning of the week, when the moon is in Pisces and Sag, where everybody thinks they know everything, squared by Neptune, saying they're a little delusional. <laughs> and then it goes into Capricorn, which is, no, you have to follow the rules. And then people going, no, I don't want to. So it's kind of a little crabby at the beginning of the week with Mercury and Cancer. Then he has a contraparallel to Pluto on the 28th, so he's not into being bossed around or any kind of power dynamic. This is also a setup at, you know, in the, in the Cancer Capricorn houses. So this can be power struggles with your bosses, power struggles with your parents, power struggles with whoever thinks you're, they're your authority, and you're kind of like, well, who are you, right? So you want to kind of... Be aware of that. Once Mercury enters Leo, he gets a little lighter, and he has a square to Uranus on the 30th, where he kind of he kind of wears Melania's jacket. I don't care. Do you think I care? Uh, and so Mercury square Uranus and Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus uh, on the 30th is a lot of energy around. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I want to. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm not gonna. And then it also has energy around healing that day on the 30th, and it also has rearranging your house energy on July 1st. Uh, of course, that's, uh, you know, the 4th of July is a nice holiday, uh, and so we love that 4th of July, so we, you know, we kind of kick off that on July 1st. And then Venus, this month, this week, goes from 12 Leo to 20 Leo, so she's going pretty fast. She's kind of perking along. She has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 25th, so she's going to ask you to pick. Uh, she's hanging out with the North Node, and she's also parallel to it by declination. So really, really, really think about what your heart wants and focus on that. She has a square to Jupiter, which is a little bit overdoing on the 25th also. And so even if you kind of go, you know, I don't know that that's going to happen, you gotta, you got to dream. So I had somebody come the other day, and they had their manifestation list, what they were working on. And then one of the things is they want to win the lottery with $10 million. And I kind of looked at it, and I went, up, oh. And then I went, no, that's their manifestation list. I'm not messing with their manifestation list. They've got Venus squared Jupiter. Go for it. So, And, of course, it's the 5th to the 8th. So honoring what your dream is. Now, one of the ways dreams happen is we have them. And the goal this week is to kind of get you clear on what your dream is, or the goal this summer, really, the whole running backwards business. But with Venus square Jupiter, it's really honoring, well, this is what creatively inspires me. Right? This is what I think abundance looks like. And Venus is in conjunct to Neptune, so don't let people tell you your dreams can't happen. And uh, honor that that's the dream. Honor that that's what the wish is. And the wish fuels us, right? And Venus is also in conjunct to Pluto. And so the two of them are forming a finger of God. Venus is forming a finger of God with Neptune and Pluto as she moves from 16 Leo to 20 Leo. So when we have a finger of God, we get directed. So watch where that finger of God is pointing. And interestingly, it's where the eclipse is going to be on August 10th. 
So we have a precursor this week of what August 10th will bring, especially the adjustments we're going to have to make. And then Venus is sesquiquadrate to Saturn on the 1st of July, and what she's doing then is she's a little bit, you know, Saturn's a little curmudgeonly. He kind of goes, really? And Venus is like, yeah, really, this is this is what I want. And so we don't want to dismiss Venus, especially when she's running in a heart sign or she's running in a heart's desire. Boy, that would be really cool. And so honoring her and, you know, working with her productively, right, and working with her in a dream fashion where you say, yeah, that's that's my dream. You know, what 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 does it look like again, right? Mars is parallel Saturn at the beginning of the week on the 26th as he stations to go retrograde. So he is in a very self-disciplined place as he parallels Saturn for his retrograde. So he's encouraging us to be self-disciplined. Jupiter, and he goes retrograde on the 26th at 5.04 p.m. till the end of August. Jupiter is a quintile uh, series offering us a new opportunity to create on the 1st of July, especially personal creation and then uh, Ceres enters Virgo on the 28th giving us a new opportunity to do our change our diets work with our health uh, Juno enters Taurus on July 1st allowing us to grow and to bloom and of course Juno's going to come to Uranus so there's going to be a bunch of relationship problems next week after the 4th of July but not this week next week uh, as she enters uh, Taurus next week on the July 1st and then Pluto is opposite Pallas Athena, encouraging us to see patterns and understand them. And Vesta is urging us to commit to our what is going to help us. And uh, Pallas Athena is square Eris, encouraging us not to fight too much on the 1st of July, but there may be a little bit of tension in the air where people don't get what they want. And so on that note, the British lady is telling me I'm done. It goes really fast. I know I was a little long-winded about the Mars. And uh, I hope you don't think bad of me about the exploding golf ball. Um, I was younger then. Oh, so much younger then. And uh, those of you who haven't seen it, Google James Corden's uh, Carpool Karaoke with Paul McCartney. It'll bring you back. And I want to do a poll. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, as Paul's father suggested, she loves you, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I went, no, no, it's got to be yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch the carpool karaoke. It'll really bring back very happy memories, uh, and it's very wonderful. Um, And on that note, I wish you a great week and, and a stroll down Penny Lane, memory lane with Paul as he goes back and visits his childhood and, um, signs Penny Lane and you get to go to the barber shop where there's a photograph of every person he's had the pleasure to cut. Uh, have a great time and a great week and I'll be back next Sunday and watch for that Mars retrograde. You're going to start running backwards at full speed. Be careful. Watch out for the blumps and the rocks in the road. <laughs> Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.